everybody. Welcome to We View Yasha. It's a podcast. I'm Sean. I'm Lindsay. We're here to talk about episode 17, Cursed Ink of the Hell Painter, mm. or Cursed. Cursed. It does sound better. Cursed <laughs> Ink of the Hell Painter. This uh, seemed like a one-off style episode just from the very beginning. That I, just figuring from the title it would be like a Monster of the Week style episode. With the added benefit of they have a new team member that they have to deal with. I feel like, um, like with Sailor Moon, you start off with just Sailor Moon. And you have like maybe five, six episodes of just Sailor Moon on her own. And then she meets Sailor Mercury. And you've got like the meeting episode. And then you have one where it's just the two of them, you know, learning to work together. And then you add in another one and you have it just them for a while. So it kind of reminded me of that. where. Mm -hmm. They've introduced the main character, and then they're just kind of having a not real plot-heavy episode, just adding him into the dynamic. I'll say I think I prefer that rather than just introducing a team immediately, right off the bat, uh, when we did our Resident Evil rewatch uh, thing. The first movie has that problem of there's this SWAT team, and we have to learn who they are just as they're murdered by not zombies. <laughs> and that movie has a perfect opening already because they have a group of people in an elevator that gets trapped while the breakout happens. So why don't you just start the movie here? Put Alice in there, put his, her boyfriend in there, and then maybe they lose their memory when the elevator plummets. I don't know. Like, I'm, not, I'm not a guy who fixes movies. I'm just a guy who watches them and complains. <laughs> But I agree. I like that we have to assemble the team. And the big payoff is, oh, they all work together eventually. That's why the second Avengers movie isn't as good as the first one. Is that an okay opinion to have? Mm -hmm. Okay. But our episode, Cursed Ink of the Hell Painter, starts off with a Planet of the Apes-style pursuit. The painter is running away from a some horseback toughs, and uh, as revealed, he has the shard, one of the shards, in his little bamboo ink, ink pouch. Canister? <laughs> yep. Could be where he also keeps his rolled up paintings, but I mean, it has a bunch of ink in it, so. Yeah, I think that's, yeah. And he uses it to unleash a horde of three eyed demons at the pursuers. Pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool. Pretty violent as well, as he delights in their slaughter. <laughs> I like um, how the paintings turn real, like the clouds, you know, they look like drawings kind of coming out, and then they just kind of become more like the rest of the animation. Mm -hmm. So we presume, uh, do they ever say how he found the shard? I don't think so. Probably just fell in his backyard or something. Just that he... He was the one who had mixed the, his blood with it. Mm -hmm. Then we uh, cut to our gang at the field the next day. Gome should be used to coming across all this stuff. Since they She's had, had lunch in a graveyard. Exactly. <laughs> they had noodles together. She hasn't been home in a while, too. Yeah. Forgotten all about poor Hojo. Yeah. <laughs> Who's still waiting for her wearing a suit. Flowers. Yeah. <laughs> this bouquet of orthopedic 
Onyx. <laughs> He's like, has a beard. <laughs> I'm dying. He <laughs> <You> graduated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm married. I have a family and kids. Uh, Inuyasha mentions he smells no blood, even though there are bodies everywhere. So he knows that this is no ordinary battle. Tis the work of demons. Oh, Goroku is the one who figures that demons are afoot. Mm. But it's safe to say Inuyasha probably thought the same thing. Yeah. And then this is where they decide to compete for shards, I guess. <laughs> yes, Goroku uh, wants his... <laughs> Wants his for his own ends, and even though it's still the same, they're looking for the same guy. Yeah. Inuyasha and Roku just can't really see eye to eye, so it's just fine. First one who gets it wins. There's then, only room for one bad boy in this group. Go their separate way. Mm-hmm. The parallel would be uh, Sonic and Knuckles. They're both kind of bad boys in their own right. And they, Sonic? Yeah. Really? Sonic is like the bad boy to Mario. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Knuckles, remember? I get that. He looks like he's probably a Knuckles is like a. What's his name? Knuckles. Yeah. Well, he's like a boxer. He's uh, doesn't have a lot going on upstairs. <laughs> like Sonic would be like a punk rocker. Okay. But Knuckles is frequently easily tricked by Eggman into getting shards of the Chaos Emerald and convincing Knuckles that Sonic is there to steal them. Sonic just wants the, the shards of the chaos in order to defeat Dr. Eggman and his evil team of robots. But enough about Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, wait, you have so more is, questions? Is Inuyasha Sonic? <laughs> or well, he does have a spin-off. <laughs> Miroku seems a little more uh, up upstairs. I'm not saying it's a perfect <laughs> analogy. <laughs> Uh, Moroku decides to leave and is like, well, good luck finding the shard, buddy. Got my eye on you. <laughs> Got my eye on you, too. And I think before Kagome can either pick which one to follow, uh, Inuyasha's accosted a, <laughs> some a passerby. Poor, <laughs> some poor messenger. <laughs> he picks him up and smells the scroll. And he <laughs> smells the ink. He's like, you smell familiar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where have you been? <laughs> Let's not forget that Kagome uses the binding word, which we also haven't seen in a while. Yeah. And then, of course, Inuyasha and Kagome argue about Moroku. Get to the painter being hired by a shogun to kill some mercenaries. Hey, I'm a pretty strong warrior. I could do this for you. Until some people walk into the room and whisper in the shogun's ear that he is actually a painter from the big city. So they throw him out. They don't just throw him out. (laughs) Oh, yeah, they, they beat the hell out of him and then throw him out. They beat the hell out of him, and then that princess fancy lady who looks exactly the same as all the other princess and fancy ladies that we have seen. Mm-hmm. Um, stop, go easy on him. She shows a mild amount of <laughs> compassion and then walks away. <laughs> yes. Hey, <laughs> I've hit him quite so hard. Yeah. And, yeah, so the hell painters just head over heels for this girl, and uh, the guard's idea of going easy on this guy is to wrap him up in a mat and throw him in the river. Yeah. <laughs> they, they they do a mob move on him, where he could easily just drown. Yeah. 
What if he had it? I don't, I don't know how he got free. No. <laughs> I don't know how he didn't drown. That was a fast movie. There was definitely another show. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and he, his legs were bound, his arms were bound. What if he landed upside down? Maybe they landed on that after. Let's bury him up to his neck next to <laughs> an anthill. If you're a geisha gal back then, you gotta be real careful about showing compassion because this hell painter, he's he's gonna misunderstand that as <laughs> oh she 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 wants my shit. Yes, yeah, that's his wife there. Yeah. <laughs> He can go get her. <laughs> yeah, that's what he decides when he washes up on shore and his clothes are all wet. And he's going to take over everything with all of his hell paintings. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, is that when he stumbles across? Uh... Yeah, as he's monologuing and going insane, that's when Inuyasha shows up. <laughs> and he tells him. <laughs> yeah, and this is like, according to Kagome, like the 12th time. Yes. Like, Kagome's over it. <laughs> But not only does he reek of the ink, he also reeks of the blood yes. from the battlefield. And then, doesn't Kagome see the shark? Mm, yeah, she's like, hey, you smell of blood, too. Which freaks him out, because he's like, how did he know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he recognizes the demonness, I think, in Inuyasha right away with the ears and everything. And he's like, I'm just a... And so when he, I think that's when um, she recognizes the shard. And like, hey... Yeah, she's, she's trying to catch up. Yeah. Shippo's like, don't forget about me! <laughs> Lindsay's favorite character. <laughs> I've been this show forever now. My Foxfire's gonna work on something. <laughs> but our painter, he unrolls a painting real quick, and he summons a Hinox from Breath of the Wild. That's when... He escapes across the river, and Inuyasha <laughs> easily cuts the demon in half. He's showered in the blood and the ink. That's when he goes all swirly-eyed. <laughs> totally overwhelmed with his delicate nose. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is like a real big uh, hole in his defenses. I mean, all of his enemies should write that down. Let's only attack him in like a gross swamp. That's where, I mean, I know he's been in a LA situation. Oh, sure. <laughs> and I don't recall it um Overwhelming them quite like that. Usually it's just like, ah, yeah, it's not good. but it does never stop from fighting. This one, yeah, pretty much knocked him out. Yeah, we can presume that all of these demons that are being summoned are only made of blood and ink. There's nothing inside, so it was more than the normal amount. Yeah, and he was drenched. It's true. You're probably wondering to yourself, what's Moroku doing at this point? Well, he's just doing what he does, trying to sell. Everybody on his nonsense uh, blessings said so he saw a dark cloud over the very uh, the very town that the hell painter was just at. So the two unreasonable guards turn him away. <laughs> I mean, say what you will about these guys. If I were a shogun, I would keep these guys at the front gates. Like, I don't want to be bothered by anybody. <laughs> I know you guys will take care of it. I don't want to know how. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm <laughs> But coincidentally, the, the dark cloud comes as demons <laughs> attack the town. So does Maroka just know his shit, or...? Oh no, I say this was a coincidence. <laughs> Even though this isn't the first time it's happened. <laughs> we'll get to that later. But Maroku recognizes all of them uh, from hell. Oh, yes, in religious paintings. 
So this Moroku guy, he plays fast and loose with the rules, but at least he knows the rules. He has all of the training of a monk. Yeah. He just chooses not to really follow <laughs> more of the dogmatic stuff. <laughs> well, I love it. It's convenient and uh, straight with it. Convenient. <laughs> exactly. So, but he gets brave once he hears a woman scream and runs wow. into the town. A princess? That's a very, it's very true to his character, too, because he just assumed leave if he had the chance. Oh, yeah, I love that. It's like, okay, everyone, run. And he's like about to, and then, oh no, what about the princess? Yep. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll this, save <laughs> this is where we cut to the painter who's having a nightmare about attacking the princess and leching after her. The princess in his dream turns into a demon who wants his blood. Yes. So then, um, I guess the cloud represents his deepest desires, or it could represent the demon's desires. The demons want blood. It's carrying out his desire for the princess, hence why it's going to that town, and plus ultimately wants his blood. Uh, well, I think they consume everyone's blood, like, because you know how at the battleground there was no blood, even though there were all those dead warriors? I mean, the ink probably sucked. I mean, everyone they killed yeah. probably. So then, then that he could just blood. be his guilt of uh, his greatest fear would be being consumed by this power that he now wields. But he wakes up and all of the ink rushes back into the bottle. Right, is that was a really cool scene. Like it's uh, all those doors are flying open as it's heading for the mm-hmm. the princess. I don't know, she's like the little princess in the And then it finds her and all of a sudden Miroku dashes in front <laughs> of her with the staff and then it goes Yeah. He could really sell that to her as mm-hmm. mm, who protected you, girl? That was me. <laughs> that was very dashing. Oh, yeah. Don't yeah, you. <laughs> well, he didn't do anything, really. But... <laughs> that was in front of her. I guess. He would have. He would have done something. <laughs> so the Shogun praises Moroku. Who, uh, Moroku is just about to sell him, like, I should stay the night with the princess just to make sure she's completely safe. Oh, and he was like, same room, same bed. He was getting a little too descriptive. I mean, I maybe would have played it a little closer. Like, I'll wait outside of her room. And then, a little straw door. You safe in there? No. She requested my presence, my lord. All right, but that's when Inuyasha and the gang arrive, and Inuyasha spoils everything. Oh, he looks so cool. He's, like, standing, like, Stick straight with his arms folded right on the back of her bike, like <laughs> I'm not even trying to balance this. Nope. You're such a pervert. Mm-hmm. But they together they start figuring everything out and they're pretty savvy about the whole painter thing. And we have our zoom out joke that we haven't had in a while where we think Inuyasha is sitting within the group and Shippo's there too. Like, hey, are you part of this conversation? And he's like <laughs> way off to the side. <laughs> And uh, this was interesting. Kagome sees that Moroku has three shards uh, placed throughout his body, but we don't really return to that, I don't think. Yeah, I think those are just shards that he's collected. Yes. I don't think he's got them. I think they're like in his cloak or his pocket. Yes. I don't think he's actually using them. 
That's when Idiasha finally approaches, probably to take them. Yes. Oh, yeah. No, that's definitely... What? You've got shards? <laughs> mm-hmm. We use the binding word again. Yes. We're going to be a power There's group. still lots of shards to collect. Mm-hmm. We don't need all of them right now. <laughs> a lot happens in this episode, i got to say. And it also goes in directions that are unexpected. Because during this whole conversation, there are spies listening. I believe it's the same two guards. Oh, right. <laughs> Well, we know they're of a high moral character anyway. <laughs> but, well, I would love to have these guys on the payroll because immediately they come to their shogun and say, hey, they got fragments. <laughs> they hear something that kind of struck me as odd. They do the opposite of what they should do. The shogun should have sent those two guys to the help painter to sneak in and grab the shard out of the ink and then should have brought their army to surround Moroku and Inuyasha and take the shards that way. But instead, <laughs> they send two people. <laughs> well, I guess they figure, you know, two people for one sleeping monk and, you know, an army for a painter who can summon demon armies. Yeah, but they pay for it. I mean, not that they could have succeeded in either way. Yeah, Moroku did a bait and switch. Did the old clever, I'm not really sleeping in my bed thing. Really looked an awful lot like him. <laughs> Did it have his hair and everything? It had his head. I swear it was his head. And then it goes to like, you know, a shot from the foot of the bed where all you see is the lump. But I swear that first shot is him laying sideways and you see his little head. It really fools you for a second. But that way to go, Moroku. But of course he accosts the uh, most effective guards in the history of anime. Yes, he pins both of them yes. in his arms with the staff at the same time. <laughs> yep. And uh, to Inuyasha's credit, he's the first one to the door. Are you okay, Moroku? <laughs> My best friend, no. He's just worried about the jewel shark. Oh, sure. <laughs> sure. Inuyasha <laughs> doesn't have friends. He doesn't need friends. He will shed one tear while he rifles through his now that's where they figure out, oh, they teach the entire army over to the painter's house. Maybe they just take that jewel shard. <laughs> I like this. Moroku takes the bike. Oh, I, yeah. I did. Yeah. Go, man. Borrow your bike. Bye. Second episode in a row. Yeah. How does he know how to ride it? He just knows things before they happen. <laughs> He's more of a monk than we're giving him credit for. Maybe Ashley's just throwing Kagome up on his back and saying, we'll catch up. Well, he actually might be the most effective vehicle. <laughs> mm. Certainly quicker, and he can scale mountains. Doesn't seem to get tired, really. Very and if you get mortally wounded, he'll bury you. <laughs> put leaves over your face. may or may not remember to dig you up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's how she got out. <laughs> but meanwhile, attack! Shogun and the armies attack. But of course, this whole time, Painter has been painting. Now he has, quote, an infinite number of demons that he's just going to unleash on everybody. Yeah, he had quite a little setup there. All over his room, and then sets him out, massacres pretty much the whole army. Inuyasha arrives, and he slays some. He's, of course, overcome by the smell. He does not listen to Kagome's warnings. So, Intermeraku! Which, um, I'm a little dense on some things sometimes. I'd forgotten about his wind tunnel. It's like, how are they going to solve... Oh, he has that arm thing. I swear. Okay. He has, like, his little... You know how uh, Inuyasha is an Iron Reaver Soul Stealer? Vaguely. 
You might have heard him use it once or twice. I don't, I don't recall, <laughs> but go on. Whenever, I swear, whenever Miroku uses it, he says, Kazana, which I think means wind tunnel. Mm-hmm. But I've noticed in the subtitle versions, he's like, Heaven's Wrath! Yeah. And then it was um, like Divine Judgment or something the time before. Oh, sheesh. So, I don't know if that's just they're, they're looking for that catchphrase and they'll eventually settle on it, <laughs> or am I just misremembering They're that? workshopping it. Okay. <laughs> Out of all those you just named, I think I like Wind Tunnel the best. Cause it, <laughs> wind Tunnel! You think of the other ones, you think of something different happening. The Holy Blast, or um, and they land on a catchphrase in Moroku. This guy just doesn't like commitment. But he uses the wind tunnel and it exhausts him. That's a new element to this wind tunnel thing. Yeah, that I feel the plot just called for it. Yeah. So like, this needs to take something out of him or else we could use this to pretty much solve every problem. So yeah, uh, apparently there's a limit to... Maybe he did say he sucked in so much evil at once. So yeah. maybe that was... And his arm starts to, to hurt. Because the other one, he was, you know, sucking up chicken coops and people's houses. <laughs> well, of course, this is, I mean, it's the problem with creating a character like that that's too powerful. It's in the Avengers movies. It's like, you should call Hulk. I mean, it's getting pretty hairy over here, Iron Man. Call Thor. I mean, <laughs> it seems like he could solve this in a heartbeat. But uh, then a Hydra appears with the painter writing it. He's pretty cool. Yep, pretty great. He created a... <laughs> <laughs> a pet for himself, which is pretty smart. And Lady Asha is like, okay, back in action, hero comes down, ha ha, weak loser. Yeah, watch for... me run up this hydra. <laughs> yeah, time for Inuyasha to shine, and that's I well, I think what wakes him up. I mean, I'm kind of realizing it just now. He's obsessed with shards. This is when Kagome notices the shard. Oh, okay. Then that could what shard? <laughs> I got this. <laughs> Just take a rank me right here. And <laughs> yells at him. <laughs> and instead of cutting the demons, he's just punching them. Yes. Oh yes, because as the hell painter is riding a hydra, mm. he is painting and releasing all yeah. the demons down his back. This really is one of the coolest episodes ever. In my memory, I'm like, ah, yeah, it was cool, but it's you know. It's kind of there. Mm-hmm. But rewatching, I'm like, oh, a lot of stuff happened in this, really. Mm-hmm. So the last ditch effort of this this painter then commands the Hydra to set Inuyasha on fire, thinking that would work. Fire never works with any of these people. <laughs> but am I wrong? He uses the Tetsaiga to extinguish all of the flames when he unsheathes it. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. And instead of cutting the painter, he cuts the bamboo container containing the shard. They all fall to the ground. Oh, yeah. Well, they all fall to the ground, and the artist Mm -hmm. decides to cut himself and feed the blood to the ink. Wrong move. (laughs) Yes. I'm not really sure what his thought process was. (laughs) Uh, Maybe he wanted to become demon? Not thinking or remembering the dream he had where the ink desired his blood that it enters his body yeah, sucks him dry. Yeah. I just, I don't know why he thought that was a good idea. He's got to paint. But yeah, he was like, hey, <laughs> blood. <laughs> he wanted to become a living painting? 
Yeah, it was flawed logic all around, but it's okay because he pays for it. <laughs> the ink spreads out with no vessel. The ink spreads out all over the ground. Roku sees the shard within the ink. It is tainted with evil. You decide not to touch it until Kagome just picks it up. <laughs> and, and purifies it. Purifies it. Mm-hmm. Strong priestess powers mm-hmm. lie within this one. But he keeps it to himself. She touches Because she doesn't get this. Just like, oh, cool. Now, in Moroku's mind, does this intimidate him where she is now less sexy to him? Or even more sexy? Um, not maybe. I mean, he, I think he respects her more. Okay. I think it's like she's not just a jewel detector, there's more to her. She purified this evil soaked jewel. She's not like the normal whores I hang around with. <laughs> Well, he, if he hits on her anymore, it's probably just to make Inuyasha jealous. Yeah, I don't, I think he's, he's, he's done his bit, it didn't work, he's just moving on. You know what, he respects a lady's choice. He comes at you a little hard, <laughs> but then... Make it a yes? No? Okay. No? Moving on. <laughs> Next. Well, they walk into the sunrise, hand in hand, on their next adventure. Hiroku's decided to join them and yep. stay. Good. They all figure that Inuyasha, for all of his faults, pretty swell guy. And I want Inuyasha to just cut somebody's throat. He's like a dick. <laughs> Did we forget anything, Lindsay? No, I think we. I think we. Yeah, it's hard to to keep them because I mean, there's a lot of similarities between this episode and next episode. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. We fucking nailed this this podcast episode. <laughs> Everybody on Reddit is going to love it. Way to go, Ed. Anyway, thanks, listeners, for joining us for Cursed Ink of the Cursed L Painter Curse. <laughs> I was Sean. I was Bye.